You are connected, and you are listening to Specifically for Seniors, the podcast for those in the Remember When generation. Today's podcast is available everywhere you listen to podcasts and with video at Specifically for Seniors YouTube channel. Now, here's your host, Dr. Larry Barsh. My guest today on Specifically for Seniors is Dr. Mindy Koch. Mindy is the Senior Advisor for Seniors for Christ and is the leader of the Seniors for Christ Coalition. Mindy has served as elected precinct leader for the Palm Beach Democratic Executive Committee for more than 20 years and president of the Democratic Club of Boca Raton and Delray Beach. Mindy is recently retired from teaching. She and her family have lived in Florida since 1986. Welcome to Specifically for Seniors, Mindy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for joining us. For those newcomers to Florida, let's introduce Charlie Crist by talking about his political career. He began his political career as a Republican, right? Right. And then, and then, uh, then there was a hurricane in Florida, and uh, Barack Obama came with pockets full of money to assist us in rebuilding parts of Florida that were affected by the hurricane. Charlie Crist, as the governor, um, was photographed hugging the president of the United States. And that was basically the end of his career as a Republican um, because they didn't accept that very well. Then he became an independent, which he was for a very short time um, because the move from Republican Party to the Democratic Party is, I guess, shocking to some people. And then he became a Democrat, but it's an evolution that happened over a period of time. And... You know, we all know that with learning and changes in the atmosphere and all of those things that happen to us, we evolve into something different than we were originally. And Charlie became a Democrat and was elected to Congress from what he calls Pinellas, the rest of us call Pinellas. And but he should know because he's lived there almost all his life and um, has been a great asset in the Congress. He served three terms in uh, the Congress of the United States as a Democrat and has voted uh, with the Democrats almost 100% of the time. So, you know, we're really glad we have him and um, he's really become a, a stalwart supporter of Democrats, their issues and where we stand uh, nationally on all the things that affect Floridians. What is the senior outreach program? So seniors make up such a large part of Florida that um, congressmen thought it was a very good idea to evaluate what's happening with seniors in Florida. Um, and as a result, he has a plan and if you go to charliechris.com 
and go to the issues section, you can find that he wants, of course, what most Democrats have wanted since the Medicaid expansion became available to expand Medicaid because many seniors need that support in the medical field. He wants to lower prescription drug costs, which thank goodness they just did in, mm -hmm. um, in the United States Congress, which of course he voted for. But he also wants to give um, seniors in Florida a drug card, which they can show at a pharmacy, and maybe the costs will all go further, become further, more, more affordable. Um, he wants to support safe and comfortable living in Florida. He also supports, he has the endorsement of the Disability Caucus, the Democratic Disability Caucus, and he, of course, supports all the Floridians with disabilities and wants life to be much easier for them as we go down the road than it is today. Um, he wants to make sure that our pensions are secure if we worked for the state retirement system. And he wants to roll back, which affects all of us tremendously, um, the uh, voter suppression bills that have been passed here in Florida. And those are a few of the things he wants to do with seniors and for seniors uh, when he gets elected. Can uh, seniors become involved in this program in any way? Well, certainly so. We meet uh, weekly with the Seniors for Christ. They can certainly send me an email at Mindy, M-I-N-D-Y, at charliechris.com, and I will add them to this cadre of seniors, which we now have almost, <clears throat> excuse me, almost 500 of them who come on the call every, every week or whenever you want. You don't have to come every week. You can come every two weeks or once a month. And we keep you informed and abreast of all the exciting events that are happening in the Chris campaign and helping you get out the vote and do phone banking. And, you know, if you're up to it, you can go canvassing, which is walking neighborhoods. And because the real trick here is to get out the vote, because we all know when we vote, we win. So that's the trick. Let's talk about Charlie's stance on some other issues. Okay. And how they differ from the current governor. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's start with COVID. Is Charlie for vaccinations or treatment exclusively, as is the case? Well, we, we now have in Florida a, a Surgeon General who has very little experience in uh, public health. He was a assistant professor, associate professor at the University of UCLA, I believe. And he did that for quite a while, but has no experience in uh, public health per se. So Charlie would give us someone who is a public health expert as we had before this current Surgeon General <clears throat> and he believes strongly in uh, vaccinations. Um, he's working very hard at also to get uh, vac a, a 
sufficient vaccines here in Florida for the monkeypox mm-hmm. event that's going on. Um, and Florida is affected tremendously by that. So he's for vaccines. He was for masking because that helped us all get over the hump in this uh, terrible pandemic that we had and are still having as we see issues pop up every once in a while and it gets very hot in the COVID arena. So, so yes, he would support vaccines and continue to make sure people were safe here in Florida because he believes that Florida is for all of us, not just for some of us. How did he feel about this failure to order vaccines for the young kids? Um, well, he it upset him tremendously. He tried to work on it with uh, the other Democrats from the state of Florida who represent us in the House, and they put some pressure on uh, Governor DeSantis, and therefore he did order those vaccines late, but he ordered them. That and the uh, Special Olympics issue. Yeah, well, you know, Special Olympics, that's... That's why he has such a focus on people with disabilities, because we're all part of the fabric that makes up Florida, which is quite diverse. And it's really important that everyone is valued, not just some, but everyone. I never understood how someone could bully the Special Olympics. <laughs> well, you know, it's not a good look. It, 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 to me, it's very... It's it, it creates terrible conversations among people. And, you know, the kids in the Special Olympics, that was where I spent most of my teaching career dealing with special ed. And so they're very special to me. And uh, I think they should be treasured because they have so much to offer that they're now being able to with all of the new techniques and, and a lot of technology and it makes it everything more accessible for them and they become part of society instead of excluded from. And I think we all miss a lot leaving people out who are different than we are. And I think Charlie agrees with that. Mm-hmm. I am concerned that if the current governor gets reelected, that we're going to have open carry. Of yeah, guns. Uh, mm-hmm. What is Charlie's position on on gun reform, background checks, well, mag- he's, magazine he's, size? Right. He supports all of the things that uh, moms demand, and all of the gun action groups believe in. He, you know, this is not this is not an anomaly. The majority of Americans believe that there should be background checks. The majority of Americans believe there should be red flag laws. Florida is not, even though we think we are, we're really the same as the rest of America and we believe the same thing. And so it's really important and he will work really hard. We need a democratic legislature, but one of the things he's gonna be able to do is veto bills that he disagrees with. And as long as we maintain what we, in the business called a veto-proof minority, which is 44 House reps, I believe, uh, 
then he will be able to uphold, they will be able to uphold that veto. So it's really important to, you know, think about our future as we go down the road. Do we really want people in Starbucks carrying an AK-47 with a magazine of a hundred bullets? And uh, so that's what they're going to try to do. And hopefully he'll be able to, uh, the, the, the House will be able to sustain his veto. As long as we're talking about guns, a lot of listeners are grandparents and they worry about their grandkids in schools and school safety. What's Charlie's plan for protecting our kids? Well, um, many, many, many districts in Florida have counties in Florida have secured their school properties. Um, for example, there's a camera at the outside door where you have to ring a bell and people in the office want to see your ID. You have to put your ID up. And he would like to see that happen in all schools, in all counties um, in the state of Florida uh, to help secure the buildings. Um, I know myself that, you know, as a former teacher, uh, it's very frightening to be on lockdown and doing all those and simulating, you know, live shooter mm -hmm. drills and all those things. But they say that's very helpful um, if your school is ever violated by someone like, you know, has happened recently. Certainly Uvalde is a great example. Um, and, and this is going to be very expensive. So, you know, a lot of money will be going towards uh, public schooling and making sure our kids are safe all the time and when they're on school property. And it doesn't necessarily have to be additional police. I'm just, it, you know, it can, be, it can be done by the school staff that's already there, but you need to have, we, in Palm Beach County, Broward County, Pinellas, they have uh, gates around their schools so you can't, access the campus very easily. Um, the school I worked at in Broward County had a locked gate. You couldn't even get your car on the campus. So you had to call the office and they would come and unlock the gate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it can be done. It has been done since, of course, the Stoneman Douglas tragedy here in, in, in South Florida. <clears throat> And now the goal is to do it statewide. As a teacher, how would you feel being armed, carrying uh, a gun in a school? You know, I would be um, very unhappy if they asked me to carry a gun because I would probably shoot my foot instead <laughs> of the guy who's coming through the door. Um, although you never know. But uh, I have never fired a gun in my life. So... So I would not know what it would be like because, you know, they tell me that if you go like this with a gun, you better be willing to go like this immediately. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that I could think that way because, you know, my job is to protect children. So and they are they when I taught, they were my children. So. So that's the way I would feel about that. <laughs> <laughs> also, as a teacher. How do you feel about banning books? 
Yeah, banning books is the worst thing that I think I've ever heard of. Um, this was something they did in Europe in the 1930s. Um, there is nothing wrong with learning about different people, different cultures, different styles, different um, origins. You know, we all come, we're all immigrants unless we're Native Americans. And um, there's nothing wrong with learning all of that. And it really doesn't harm children, I don't think. Their parents sometimes have to have a conversation with them and maybe they should get more comfortable with the mm -hmm. topics of diversity instead of banning the books and stopping children from learning. But, you know, we can always get around that because moms and dads at home um, can help their, go, take their children to the library. Hopefully they won't take books out of the public library. Uh, but this is the beginning of a very bad trend, a, the ver a very, very bad trend. I, I'm worried about taking books out of libraries mm -hmm. as well. Parental rights in education, the so-called don't say gay law well, in Florida. Parents have always had rights in, in public schools. Um, we can't run our organization without parent parental input. Um, unfortunately, what's happening now in public schools is they are so vociferous and they speak at every opportunity they can um, against any kind of difference. Why do I keep saying diversity and difference? That's, and, and we are a very diverse, culture and society. And what happens, I think, is that when you don't know about people, you, the fear level goes up and everybody gets hysterical. And so when you learn about other cultures, other lifestyles, other races, other religions, it only enhances what we, how we deal with other people, I think. And so I think that the Moms for Liberty um are very very frightening to me personally mm -hmm. and and i think to to the chris campaign because attacking teachers has caused a tremendous you know there was a time i think and i started teaching in 1975 so there was a time when teachers were respected by the community writ large we weren't paid very well, but we were all very well respected. And your teacher said that, so that's the way it is, is what most parents used to say. But now, because teachers teach everything to everybody, um, that makes people nervous and I can't figure out why. And so as a result, there we're missing, I think, 14,000 teachers here in the state of Florida. and. If their goal, you know, the, when public school began, the goal was to teach everybody. And it made us the great society we are. I hold the public education system totally responsible for the great democracy in America. And if we stop this um, and start to have church schools and voucher schools and charter schools, then we don't have 
an agreement that everyone is important. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think about. And I think uh, Governor Christ, who was the last education uh, commissioner here in the state of Florida, absolutely agrees. What does uh, Charlie, what can Charlie do about this uh, election gerrymandering? Well, now we're kind of in it for 10 years. And because that's how that's how the law works. Every 10 years on the new census, we get to redivide our state um, politically. And the League of Women Voters and then the voters proposed an amendment to the Constitution that said there will be no gerrymandering. However, they only did it for the United States um, Congress and the um, state Senate. They did not do it for the state house. And so gerrymandering is something we have to deal with where the minority, because the Republicans until very recently were the minority here in Florida. Um, Now they have a 3,000 voter edge on the Democrats. But I will say that we are an equally divided state, which makes us, you know, one of those swinging kind of states. And they are trying to take the majority when they're not really entitled to do that. And so gerrymandering, the Republicans are, because they're the ones in power and they're the ones who do the uh, state uh, redistricting. And so we're kind of stuck here. They did take the two uh, districts that they took away from the uh, African-American, historically African-American voters. Um, And so they do have a law case for that. Um, They were told to cease and desist, but then they took it to the next level and they said, no, you have to vote on the way the districts are right now. So that's what we're doing. And that's why it is imperative that everybody who feels the same way as Governor Chris, uh, Congressman Chris does, goes out and votes because we need to have our voices heard as well. There is so much more we could talk about with this. Uh, the institution of a Florida State Guard yes, to protect that against uh, something that doesn't exist. Exactly. Well, they were in Broward County the other day because somebody complained about a, a drop box wasn't guarded and they discovered that there was no cause for action because the drop box was guarded. And just It's just something that we do now, I guess. And, and critical race theory that's not being taught. That, that, is, that never was. That is a legal principle maybe. Right. Well, I have a PhD. Um, it was written by uh, a professor at Harvard as as his dissertation. Um, and I have a PhD and I taught in public school in Pittsburgh, in Tennessee, in Alabama, and in Florida. And I have never heard of critical race theory until six months ago. Never. Yeah. So. Okay. One, one other thing. What? 
freedom first budget that Governor DeSantis just signed. It supposedly prioritizes the freedoms of Floridians to live, work, and have successful businesses in the state. And yet he restricts freedom of knowledge by burning, by uh, burning, by banning certain textbooks. You know what's on my mind. Yes. Uh, freedom of LGBTQ kids to define and express themselves, threatening the Special Olympics if they mandated vaccination, anti-riot law, which is really an anti-protest law, uh, mandating women to carry unwanted pregnancies, gerrymandering. How, how is this freedom? Well, it's freedom for certain people. Um, and that became up close and personal and in your face when he suspended state attorney Andrew Warren, a duly elected uh, state attorney, because he didn't agree with him. And he's waging war on free speech. He's waging war against businesses that don't agree with him, against teachers, against public servants, uh, the Florida House passed a bill against public rallies, like you said, except, you know, if it had been Democrats in front of uh, the Mar-a-Lago this week, they would have all been arrested. But it was, you know, the cadre of Trump demonstrators and they were left alone and they blocked all the streets. So he has a blind ambition to run for president and very often he's doing it at the expense of our democracy and our freedom. And Charlie is, you know, absolutely against all of this. So the very first thing he's going to do when he gets in office is sign an executive order that secures women's right to abortion. That's yeah. the very first thing at, you know, 12.01, well, not actually, three o'clock in the afternoon, probably, after he's sworn in on January 3rd. And he'll help us do some stuff for affordable housing. And, you know, the insurance industry is going to be dead in Florida if somebody doesn't take action. Right. So. Is there any way, uh, any events where my listeners can meet Charlie in person? Well, I would suggest to you that you stay tuned, um, Mindy at charliechris.com, and I will add you to my list because we inform everybody. We know where he's going to be a week in advance. He was just in Palm Beach County, and we did a rally on Okeechobee Boulevard, and there were 40 people in the room, and it was very exciting. And Charlie was up close and personal with all those folks for about 45 minutes. That's unheard of. So, you know, stay in touch with me and I will, uh, and you will know where he is and what he's doing. Um, and you can follow him around the state where he's going all the time. He's never in the same place for more than, I was shocked that he stayed with us for 45 minutes yesterday. So, um, so he, he, I think he's going to Polk uh, coming up and uh, he spent some time up in the Panhandle in Bay County and Leon and Alachua up that way. And, you know, because everybody, every voter in Florida is important. 
and he wants to go meet everybody. So, Mindy, thanks so much for coming on specifically for seniors. This has been an enlightening, informative discussion. Good luck in the primary. Good luck in the election. And to our listeners, vote. Vote. Democracy matters. Choice matters. Elections matter. Mindy, thanks. It's been great. Thanks, Larry. If you found this podcast interesting, fun, or helpful, tell your friends and family and click on the follow or subscribe button. We'll let you know when new episodes are available. You've been listening to Specifically for Seniors. We'll talk more next time. Stay connected.